and Jill. Welcome to the weekly Mia Thrives podcast, where we talk to those living life to the fullest, living with the rare skin disease, epidermolysis bullosa. We hope you weigh in on our Facebook forum where the conversation continues. Let's talk thriving with EB. Hello, Mia Thrives listeners. We are really excited to have you join us today. We have one of the most amazing women in our community joining us today, and she's one of Angela's Angels Award winners. Um, Many of you nominated her, and when you hear all about her and hear her story and her family's story, you will see why. So, Katie, welcome very much to the Mia Thrives podcast. Thank you so much for having me. We are so excited. We are, we've been, Emily and I've been really waiting for this and we can't, and I know, I I said before, you might be the busiest woman I've ever met. (laughs) So um, we are so grateful you could take the time today to, um, to chat with us because we're really excited about it. So I think you're the first person that we've had on the show that has more than one child with EB. Um, So maybe if we can start by asking you how many kids you have and how many have EB and what subtype of EB? Okay, so I have been blessed through adoption to um, have seven kids call me mom. Um, Three of them do not have EB, and four of them have the recessive dystrophic form of EB. Um, They come, my oldest is, um, our, our oldest child is also our oldest with EB, and he's got fairly severe recessive dystrophic EB. And then I have a sibling group of three, and they have more mild recessive dystrophic EB. So we kind of have the full spectrum of it. Even though my littles um, are biological siblings, they have some differences in presentation of the disease or disorder. So, um we kind of see it all at our house. <laughs> oh my goodness. And how old is your oldest and how old is your youngest? Okay, of the seven? so I have, my oldest is 18. Okay. And he's a senior in high school this year. Oh boy. And then, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then my baby is six and she's in kindergarten. So oh my, my gosh. kids are all at school <gasps> um, for at least part of the day. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that, so seven kids within 12 years of age. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. My math. I'm not good. Math is not my thing, but I'm doing cool. That is amazing. So you have a senior and a kindergarten. I love that you call them the littles too. (laughs) That's so cute. (laughs) And boys, girls, how many boys, how many girls? Two boys and five girls. And I'll tell you what, um, those five girls give me a a run around like you would not believe. I, I treasure my boys. (laughs) <laughs> I only have boys and I hear that a lot now. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Girls wow. are a different story, right? It is. It, it, each, each with their own set of absolute wonderfulness, but, um, there is just nothing like raising them five girls. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I can't believe it. <laughs> Can you talk a little bit about how EB affects I guess, all of your day-to-day life, Um, being a caretaker for so many children and the other children, um, being siblings, having EB siblings. Sure. So, I mean, mornings are crazy for us. Like, 
we're up early. Um, I'm up about 5.30, and I start with the start with giving medicine about 5.30, and then the kids are up at about 6. And then we have we have to have a schedule. Like, I'm an easygoing, kind of just go with the flow kind of human, but uh, we would never get anywhere if, if I didn't have a schedule in the morning. So we have our bath days, and we like to bathe in the morning so that we – start out fresh and clean for the day and we go to school smelling good <laughs> and, and with with fresh hair and everything so um we just my kids know if it's their bath day they know we have two th- different therapy tubs that we use and so they know which tub they're using that day and um we have all of our like dressing change supplies all of our wraps those are all laid out like three days at a time so like we just go to the drawer we have a full set of a full dressing change and that we get out and we we just know exactly what we need so it's it's very well organized very well put together my kids I kind of mentioned at dinner time thinking about what you're gonna wear tomorrow so there's just really no surprises in our in our day you know um we're rarely on time for school even though we give it like a full effort (laughs) we try and it's never because we're looking for shoes or a coat it's always because someone did something and someone's now missing skin you know like it's like oh okay let's start all over yeah um but it's there's a lot of joy in our mornings too because it is it's lined out it's well set up and and I get that one-on-one, hands-on time with my kids every morning. So I get a, a few minutes every day, more than a few minutes, but um, to just invest in that child and tell them I think the world of them. And, you know, we talk about a lot of things during wound care that I treasure those conversations. Like if there's one good thing about the time we spend doing wound care, it's the fact that we have these conversations that build relationships and and I truly love that and they also tattletale on their siblings during that time <laughs> pretty beneficial it, and you know my girls that don't have EB I do their hair every day and so they get their one on one on one hands on time also like I we have hair books and they pick out which hair they want and so it, everybody gets their own one on one time now it's funny because you know in our house because the majority of the kids have eb um the three that don't have eb think they do (laughs) (laughs) they'll come to me and they're like oh mom i've got an itchy spot i've got a really itchy spot i'm like well itch it then because with my eb kids it's like okay well let's get some ointments let's let's get a cold press let's get Let's uh, get a massager. Let's do something, you know. But they're like, oh, what do I do? I'm like, mm, itch it because nothing bad will happen. <laughs> or, you know, it's like they, nobody's going to go grab a, a regular Band-Aid in our house. Like, everybody's going to be like, I think I need some light. Yeah. Or I need a border, Mom. Can you get me a border? I mean, it's just, and it, we just don't fight it because that's the standard of care and no one's going to accept anything less. So, you know, it's the kids are good with each other. I, my kids with EB have really big personalities, 
And some of my kids without EBs tend to be a little more shy. And so where they just benefit each other, you know, where someone gets hurt at school, they ask for a sibling to come help and fix it. They don't, um, if they all have um, 504 AIDS at school, but if they get hurt, they want their sibling. And, you know, most siblings come in, even my six-year-old, like she's got a great career ahead of her in wound care because she can name all the products. She knows what you do with all of them. Oh, wow. I mean, she's, and she's ready to do it all. She's ready to take over for me. Um, and, And it's not that they have to, I'm happy to go help them, but they find comfort in knowing that, you know, their sister's going to help them out or their brother's going to help them out. Um, and the school knows, the school knows those little kids are going to do a better job of any sort of wound care that happens in school than any aide or teacher or school nurse. That's incredible. Yeah. That was incredible. And there's just something so special about growing up in a family and having, some other members of the family also have ED because from so much of the community who we even chat with on the podcast, um, since ED is so rare, you know, they can often grow up not even knowing other people with EB. So having that like built in support system must really help them not like feel so isolated and also like to support each other like you guys have your own little eb community just at home we we really do and i really that was something um when we adopted zach we knew that um we would look for the chance down the road to adopt again because you know once we've made the adaptations to our home um once we've secured you know insurance and a good wound care supplier you know once we understood what vacationing would look like for us in in milder climates and um you know once we understood you know you know how we just do things differently every day it's no different doing it for one than it is doing it for the the four you know we we've already made those changes we've already committed to those changes so it was um you know we didn't start out wanting to have four kids with eb like i wouldn't wish EB on anyone but um but when the opportunity presented itself we were happy to do it we were ready to do it we just were, were grateful to be able to build our family and were you aware of EB before you adopted your oldest son like was it something that you knew about when you were growing up no 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 I no. never heard of it before never seen it before um never even thought like my husband and I went into adoption thinking you know we're not the sharpest tools in the shed like our education is I mean I I went to school to be a teacher and he um saw other things business and so we're like you know what we probably can't do special needs okay because you know we're just maybe not the best for that or I don't know I just I don't know anything about it I so we thought we won't do special needs and then we thought well we won't do um older kids and we won't do children that have um fetal drug and alcohol exposure and i ended up we ended up doing all of that so i mean all the limits we set for ourselves we basically ignored so um we were so thankful like we we saw zach and 
we knew he was ours. Like we yeah. had no idea what we were getting into whatsoever. And I'm glad we didn't because we probably would have been very scared. Right. But we just, he had a lot of open wounds and I just thought in my mind, okay, well, it'll be okay. <laughs> it'll be okay. And it's been okay. It's been scary and we've learned a lot and we've been stretched a lot and we're always tired. <laughs> but but it's been okay. It has absolutely been okay. Yeah. And we enjoy it. Wow. Wow. And in adopting a child with EB, did you find support in the EB community to get any like new information that you guys needed for your family? Well, I mean, 18 years ago, I mean, almost 19 years ago now, um, there was very little out there. There was like the Yahoo groups, um, and that's how we connect a little bit. But um, that didn't even come until Zach was older. The only resource we had was a family that lived four hours away that the dermatologist, the local children's hospital said, you know, I can't really help you much. Here is some head and shoulders for his cradle cap and maybe you could call this family and so they at the time um she was 18 years old they drove four hours with a car full of supplies and they they walked in and the mom was wearing overalls and she she took the top of her overalls off so that the buckles didn't scratch that and held him oh there's a mom that knows right i know i saw that i was just like oh my gosh um, so, you know, she held Zach while her husband went in and prepared water for a bath and they bathed him. And oh. we had been doing our best with what we had. And, um, Deborah of America had, had a, a website at that point. And so we kind of were looking on there and trying to figure out, and we, it was so hard to get any sort of wound care supplies and, um, you know, but we just figured it out day by day. We just learned something a little bit different what worked you know just the whole trial and error but it it absolutely was you know that first family that reached out to us and came and loved us and just provided this source of hope and 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 a pathway like they did it we'll just follow in their path and we'll do it too and what's just so amazing and beautiful to me is that you are now that like hope to a lot of people because I see you all the time on the EV groups helping people out answering people's questions sharing your knowledge because you have an incredible amount of knowledge taking care of so many children with EV um so it's amazing that you are taking that and and helping other people because since it is such a small community, that support really, it, we learn so much from each other. And there's often, you're right, like so many answers that we just can't even get, like from our physicians. Right. Well, it, and it is my, I have such a sincere um, form of gratitude for that family that it is in honor of that family that I just want to help the way that they helped me I want to they made life so much lighter for me and I just want to do that I want to offer that in any way in that I possibly can to anyone and I don't know if I've succeeded in successfully honoring these wonderful people that lifted me when I was so scared and worried about my first child but um it is just to honor them and I and 
I want to help these babies. I love this community. I love people with EB. I see their brilliance and their beauty and their resilience and their strength. And I just want to do anything I possibly can to lessen the lessen their load, make things a little bit easier, give them a little bit more time to find the good things in life. And and there are so many good things in life. Wow. Do you find that your your children, like all of your children, um, do they sort of take after you in that that advocacy and wanting to help other families? Like, do they see what mom and dad are doing and, and want to support other families too? And you know, when there's a young child with EB, perhaps be a little bit of a role model for them. Like, do you are they inspired by you in that in that way? Um, I mean, I don't know if they're inspired, but I I hope I've taught them that you always try to pay it forward and that yeah happiness comes from loving other people and so we do try and they do absolutely love and adore babies with EB like Mm -hmm. we think EB babies are the cutest babies on the planet and (laughs) um so they do they absolutely just have a genuine love for other people because they're just beautiful humans that are that way um I don't know where they get it from but they just they do want to help others they do have a mind frame um, that they have the opportunity to help. Mm-hmm. And if it's, whether it's somebody with EB or somebody that doesn't have EB, um, they just want to help. They're just, they just are absolutely beautiful. And they know that, you know, EB affects some of their physical activities. EB does not affect their ability to love, mm-hmm. to advocate, to care, to support or cheer people on. Yeah. EB doesn't affect that. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. I'm, hey. <laughs> you are raising, like, yeah, you are raising some beautiful humans. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. They really are raising me and they kind of came beautiful. Like I, I don't know, like it's been this really, this privilege to kind of just grow with these little baby humans that yeah. have come into my life because, um, I'm not the person I was 19 years ago when I had no children. And, um, I hope I'm a better person. I hope, I hope I've done better than what I was headed for. And I'm, I'm deeply grateful for these children that have allowed me to be their mom who come home and call me mom, sorry, who love me and support me. I mean, it's, it's we're not a perfect home and we have a bunch of tattletales and I've got kids that sneak food downstairs. <laughs> we have all sorts of chaos that happens every day, but we also have some really special, really bright lights in our life too. That, Katie, can I ask, you were talking about your, your um, mornings at home. Can I ask a little bit more about your entire day? Like I know the kids go to school and, the, but then uh-huh. I mean, seven kids that, do you sleep ever? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, like life is just crazy. And for, there were a lot of years when they were younger that I would just stay up one night, every night, every week. Like, so one night, every week, like Friday night, I'd stay up all night long and I'd prep all the wound care for the next week. Um, but things have changed and things have gotten a lot better for us. And my kids are, definitely more capable of doing their own wound care in a lot of ways not 100% of it but 
my three littles that are less severe, they really take the role. They take the lead in their wound care. Um, you know, I, I have been busy for a lot of years and, but we really do have a good system in place and we have a personal care, care assistant that comes now. Um, and she helps unpack everything Mm -hmm. and cut everything for us. Cause like all of the wraps have to be like cut and separated and, um, organized. So I do have help two hours every day, um, with that. And that's such a blessing. Um, but you know, I just, I try to make dinner while the kids are at school. I try to clean up while the kids are at school and then we come home and we are bombarded with like homework and, um, you know, my kids dance, my one daughter with EB, she, she dances three days a week. Um, my, when my other daughter's with EB, she is in a school musical. My son with my youngest son with EB, he, um, plays soccer on an adaptive team. So it's not, they all do it, you know, at their own abilities. But, um, so after schools are just really, really, really busy and, I guess as busy as before school. I don't know, but <laughs> it's just busy. Like we just, but we like that. We like to be on the go. My yeah. senior, um, my my oldest Zach, he's you know in a medical trial in Colorado, so he's flying to Colorado every week. Um, wow. So sometimes we're going. I'm going with him. Sometimes my husband's going with him. Sometimes he brings a friend. Um, you know, all of our care is eight hours away or a, or an hour and a half flight. So, um, I was there last week with one of my daughters for dental surgery. It just, we just have a really good system. My kids have jobs at home. We have, we call them zones. So everybody has a zone that they're responsible for, even my EB kids and they're responsible. Um, even my EB kids are responsible for helping load the dishwasher, unload the dishwasher. They all sweep. They all know how to wash a counter. They all know how to fold clothes. So it, my kids really do play a huge role in helping, but we also work together. Um, my my 15-year-old daughter, she does extensive dance classes. She dances like nine nine hours a week. And so, you know, she does a lot of the washing for us. Okay. And then as a family, we put our laundry together. So we just, we work together really well, and that's it. But my EB kids absolutely play a huge role in and helping our house function because we all love adventures. We all love to get out to go, whether it's, um, we like to look for rocks. We're rock hounds. We like to find mm-hmm. special rocks and we live in an area that offers full diversity of that. We like to swim. We like to, um, travel and go places and see things. And so we, we try to work hard so that we can play hard. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they're learning that you put in the effort at home, you get everybody works together to get things done, and then there's more time to go and have some more fun. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I love that zone idea. I wish I had that had that <laughs> years ago. It works good. Nobody wants to do it, but everybody realizes that we just have to get it done. Yeah, <laughs> if you get it done, then you have more time to get out and go do your adventures and do things you want to do rather than, you know, yeah, yeah. And all their amazing activities. And, you know, I feel um, like you've already even kind of covered some of this because you've talked about all the amazing things that your children are doing. But what does thriving with EB mean to you? You know what? It means that everyone has their dreams. 
and their goals and the things that they want. Um, and it just means that we find a way to do it. And we literally have found a way to adapt pretty much everything. Um, you know, my oldest has, um, pretty severe, um, mitten deformity with his hands from the EB, but he still, he rides a recumbent bike. And so he bikes 20 miles a time. Like he wanted to ride a bike. He wanted to have a a sport that he could connect with, Mm -hmm. um, a way to be healthy, a way to exercise. And so, you know, we found we've had to adapt a bike and we've had to, you know, he doesn't ride the regular Tula bike, but he has a slick bike and it's awesome. And, and he does it. And, um, you know, my daughter's dance and we, it means we have to kind of adjust dance shoes and chair shoes. And, um, it means we have to find ways to kind of hide the wraps under their costumes, but we do it. And if we don't hide wraps and we have source, that's absolutely fine too. And a lot of it is just teaching the kids. You have every right to be wherever you want to be. Um, don't you dare let anybody looking at you make you feel like you didn't deserve to be there. And, and that once that piece is in place, when they know, doesn't matter what people look, doesn't matter what people say, doesn't matter what questions they have. Um, you deserve to be there. You have the right to be there and do your best. If it looks different, it looks different, but you're doing your best. And that's all anybody can ask. So thriving with EB just means you don't lower your standards. You just think outside of the box to find a way to do it. And my girls have cheered and stunted with cheer um, and their darling coaches um, find ways to help them. And sometimes we get hurt and we have to reevaluate. Is it worth it? And usually it's well worth it. It sucks that there's the consequence of getting hurt, but um, we do it. If we want to do it, we do it. And we've not ever been let down in our efforts. We may not get the picture perfect results, but we're satisfied. I mean, my son, my oldest son drives and he has to have some adaptations there, but he does it. He goes to high school and because that's the way he wanted it. And so we did it that way. And so, you know, my daughter with EB that's in the musical, she's completely uninhibited because she knows she deserves to be there as much as anybody else and that's thriving with EB just knowing that you deserve to be anywhere you want to be it doesn't matter what your skin's doing oh my gosh what incredible I I don't even know what to say I'm like almost in tears it's just I so beautifully said and I I feel like I've said this time and time again on the podcast but I'm such a believer that people with EB not only just the individuals with EB but also their families turn into these amazing problem solvers because we have to be right like it's it's not a choice it's a necessity and we adapt and it's just amazing the things that um, individuals with ED can adapt to to be able to do things that you know everyone else can do, and sometimes even more. Like absolutely, I think it, I think everybody in the world would be uh, better off. I know, you know, if if they could adapt 
um, especially after, you know, this year with COVID and everything, everyone's had to adapt a little bit. And, and I think, you know, for so many people, it's been such a shock. So if you learn from the very beginning of your life just to adapt and that you deserve to be there, like right. that, what a great message for anyone, right? Regardless of, of what's going on in their lives, that y- everyone deserves to be there. Like, I just, I, I love that. I absolutely love when you said that, that, you know, there's so many people who don't think they deserve to be somewhere because of so many different reasons. What a beautiful message, you're, you know, your kids are growing up with. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> Between that and the zones, I think you need a book. Because <laughs> I'd buy it. <laughs> Time management zones and, you know, just a positive way of living your life. Like, amazing. Absolutely amazing. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And is there anything, I mean, I guess all of that could really would be a wonderful thing to say to a new parent with EB. But do you have like one piece of advice um, that has stuck out to you the most that you would like pass on to parents that have a child with EB? You know, when we first got, we knew that Zach had EB when we got him. We didn't know what form. So of course we were praying for a more, for, you know, the most manageable form, if there is one, you know, EB is hard across the board, but um, we knew we didn't want it to be recessive dystrophic EB. Like, we just wanted something different. And um, when we found that out, we had, like, that child was adopted, but we loved him deeply from the moment I saw him. And and it was um, some of my darkest days trying to understand, you know, this diagnosis. And, you know, over the 18 years that we've had him and our other babies, we all those things that were so scary and so horrifying that we read about in the books and the pictures we saw, um, we've been there now, you know, we've, we've crossed those scary bridges and I'm telling, I love the people worrying about them is by far worse than just dealing with them. And so, um, you know, we were so scared about, you know, the hand deformities while they happened. We were so scared about getting a feeding tube. Well, best decision we ever made once we got them um you know we're so so worried about the surgeries well we do it like every I mean someone's always having surgery at our house we just do it um that all the fear and all the scary and all of the the what-ifs are possible but it's it's one day at a time you'll cross those bridges and you're gonna the beautiful human that you're raising is going to show you they're worth it and your, that love is going to carry you across those bridges. Um, have hope. There's never been more hope than there is right now that um, medical interventions are going to alleviate so much of the suffering that um, that EB people from past generations have had. And even what we've seen in just the advancements of um, wound care products and the advancement of the internet to be able to get more appropriate information to people. Um, you know, every day I feel like the world is becoming a better place to live with. If you have EB because of all the research, because of all the trials that are now happening, there weren't any trials. Like the other day I researched how many medical trials are happening for EB, like on the government trials website, there was like 72 things up there with people researching different aspects of EB. Um, there was like four or three when Zach w- 
was an infant, you know, so we've come so far. So just have hope and love that baby and work hard for that baby. Like you're going to be exhausted and that's okay because eventually they go to kindergarten. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, just have hope because there really has never been a better time to have been born with EP than right now. There just hasn't been. And every day the possibilities get a little bit better and the way that people have learned to adapt things become better and it's you're going to love that human and that human is going to inspire you in ways you never thought possible and that little human is going to teach you gratitude for every single thing like every birthday every first step every milestone the joy that comes with those even though they're delayed are is so overwhelming and so gratifying and and I do and I love to tell new parents that and I and I try to tell new families that because we've learned that I have never regretted having hope. I've never regretted thinking we'll figure out how to do this. I've never regretted those things in 18 years. I've been thankful that I've been able to have gratitude and hope in this journey. Wow. I don't even what have words. <laughs> I'm I'm rarely speechless, but I've been speechless a lot today. <laughs> you are amazing. Well, you guys are so sweet to let me tell my story. I I love to talk about EB. It's um, it really has benefited my life, the community, the wonderful people that I've met. Um, I've been so blessed by them. But you guys are so sweet to recognize me and you're giving me way more credit than I deserve but you guys are so sweet so thank you oh, I don't think you're getting enough credit and you know what the, um we had a lot of great nominations for the awards and and you know um we were all moved by all of them um you had so many so many nominations truly and yeah. and they were so they were so beautiful so just the fact that that many people recognize, you know, and see you as such a light in the community, I think, um, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't even know what I'm saying. It just, just that you, you really truly stand out for so many reasons. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Like it's the first time that I'm chatting with you, but I feel like I know so much about you from how open you've been sharing your story um and also just how how active you are in the EB community and the EB groups um I'm always you know on on the groups following what's going on as well and um sometimes I'm even asking for personal advice and and you just have so much knowledge um that you're sharing with the community um and clearly so many people really, really appreciate what you're doing. And that's why you got some, one of the reasons you also got so many amazing nominations. Um, but we are just so thankful that you um, took some time to share your amazing story. Um, and also something, I think in the podcast notes, we'll leave a link um, to some of your, there's a blog post with some of your nominations. And um, so people can have a read for themselves <laughs> how, how beautiful they are. 
That's so sweet. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Well. <laughs> well, oh. thank you for doing what you guys are doing. You guys are incredible in creating so much awareness and so much positivity and so much light. Um, you guys are amazing to do that and to invest so much time and energy into into making life easier for others. Like that's it's so it's just wonderful. It's healing to be up that you guys are sharing so much. We're we're just having such a great time meeting so many people from you know truly all over the world, and yeah. um, it's amazing. Sometimes we'll just sit and have a conversation, and and you know, there's just so much joy and and happiness and and laughing, and you know, we talk about serious things and we talk about you know regular life things and we talk about you know, but it's just it's just the amazing people in this community. Like there's. I think there are so many warm, incredible, you know, caretakers, people with EB, like it's just advocates. I don't know. This is a, this is an amazing community. And I'm, I loved what you said about how, you know, how much things are growing and progressing and, and awareness is increasing. And, and, and it's true. It's just, um, I don't, it's, it's the most amazing community in the world, I think. Katie, thank you so much for being on the Mia Thrives podcast. Um, we really appreciate you taking some time um, to share your amazing story and um, journey raising children with EB. Um, so thank you so much. I feel like this will maybe even need to have a, a follow-up podcast at some point because you have so much amazing information um, to share with the EB community. Well, thank you so much for listening to me and for um, being so sweet to me. I really, like, I appreciate it so much. Oh, thank you so much. Our pleasure completely. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks, guys. And, um, and, and yeah, like Emily said, we hope, listeners, that you enjoyed this podcast as much as we did. So, bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.